closer to this one, and I don't know which one is actually piping sound to Pam. It should be all because I can, Michael. I can hear you really well, but it's not your Sam and Uchi well. What, yeah, you I can't hear me at all. A little bit closer to the mic. That's all. I can go to folk fest every year. Does that qualify as hippie? That that seems more like uh, hipster. <laughs> <laughs> hipster modern equivalent of hippie. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm not sure. Like. I don't know. These hipsters all have nothing on the hippies. The hippies proto- protested a war. The hippies, they, yeah. Just... Yeah, good point. I mean, what do hipsters have? They're that just too fucking beards? cool for you. They have art. What do hipsters have other than ten tree and beanie hats? I am unfortunately wearing a ten tree shirt right now, so I feel personal. <laughs> I am too. I am too. <laughs> yeah, those, like, so uh, no judgment. Ridiculous like vape mod thingies, and they're like doing it like crazy, and they're walking along the street. You have a vape mod. I do. I am Correction. a lame hipster, I suppose. I use the back door of <laughs> my house diet all the hipster. time. <laughs> yeah, diet hipster. <laughs> hipster lights. Oh my goodness. As is a correction to the, the ten tree and beanies, it's ten tree and blundstones. What are what are blundstones? I'm just gonna be happy I don't know what that means. Yeah, because I don't know what those Blundstones are an Australian work boot that have become really popular oh, over the last three years. Yeah. Yes. I have three pairs of them. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Why? Those are so expensive, right? Why? I worked at Cabela's for two years oh, and then you got a promotional deta- deal on them. <laughs> so that's why I have my two pairs that are not work boots. And then I have a pair that work bought for me when I started working for the government that are my steel toes. You just oh. saying that just made me want to put up a no bush people sign in my apartment now. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> Because when you think Cabela's, you think bush people. So it's like, you know, no bush people. <laughs> Are we allowed to say no bush people? As a bush person, I will say no bush people. <laughs> no bush people. <laughs> Do, like, Duck Dynasty people fall under bush people category? Yes, that is the quintessential bush person. Okay, just clarifying that. For the record, we're not talking cavemen here. We're talking really, really out there rednecks. Uh, we're, yeah, yeah, we're talking exactly. like, like real rednecks. Yeah, no. I think at this point, I've already established the only people allowed in my apartment are the gentlemen. Yeah. Okay, we'll give it to you. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I thought. We'll give it to you. I was trying to try and work away with you, but yeah, that's what I thought. Right? That was good. That was good. Okay, now here's a question. Talk, everybody. Are we fucking recording? Yes. Yes. We were recording, yes. This is the second. God damn it! <laughs> Welcome to the Northern Critic Podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Shinobi. Uchi, let's strategically move funds away from the police. Simwaka. <laughs> Michael Novakshoff. Pam Hinchark. Yep. And we also have a guest on the show this episode. Uh, my name's Christina Dvorak. That's such a spy name. What? It just it sounds like a... Like special agent, like Dvorak. No, I, I kind of where you see that it's got like a bit of like a Eastern European feel to mm-hmm. it, and it's kind of like KGB ish. Yeah, kind of. I mean, it is the Russian. So yeah, we definitely have a KGB agent on the board. 
too. That too. <laughs> There's a bit of a mix. <laughs> My goodness. Um, the Northern Critic podcast is a film review podcast that looks at audience or host handpicked shows based off of plot. Shows. Movies. <laughs> based off of plot, cinematography, casting, and style. Um, most of the movies we review, I reiterate, movies... Um, are, I was gonna say there he goes changing his script again. <laughs> like honestly, you gotta live, leave a little bit of flexibility. You well, know? I'm just gonna dive in and cut the script off. And when he says host or picked films or whatever, he means like what's new on Netflix. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, today we will be reviewing the 2020 Netflix film The Gentleman. Yeah, that thing came out in theaters. Did it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah, it's not just a Netflix movie. Well, I guess it. <laughs> That's was it produced by Netflix? No. Okay. It, it was no. It was not produced by. So Netflix. when did this come out? I was gonna say, isn't it Miramax? It's funny. Uh, January, I think. January. Okay. I don't think it was Miramax, but I don't know. Um, it was it. It's a 2019 action. Actually, 2019. That's crazy. Action comedy film. Yeah, directed and produced by Guy Ritchie, um, from a story by Ivan Atkinson. Uh, the film stars Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunman, uh, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, uh, big ups her because I know, actually know her, <laughs> um, Jeremy Strong, Eddie Marson, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant. Um, it follows an American marijuana kingpin in England who is looking to sell his business, setting off a chain of blackmail and schemes to you know, undermine him, essentially. Um, it premiered at the Curzon Mayfair Cinema on December 3rd, 2019, and was released theatrically in the UK on the 1st of January, 2020, uh, pretty much. Uh, it received generally positive reviews from critics, with many regarding it as a welcome return to, uh, to kind of Guy Ritchie's kind of style of cinema. Um, and it's, it's currently the sixth highest grossing film of 2020. So it's kind of... 150 million. 115 million. Mm -hmm. Like, that just puts into context how shitty 2020 has gone for movies. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's a pretty low bar. That's... Yeah, it is. You One would think, like, Birds of Prey could have beaten it. This was DC's... I'm pretty sure Birds of Prey did beat it. Did it beat it? Okay. And that's a damn shame, because this movie was way better than Birds of Prey. (laughs) Yeah, but superhero movie, right? It's always going to make money. Yeah, Birds of Prey was the fourth highest grossing movie of the year. Yeah. What's the highest? We went over this last week. Bad Boys for Life. Oh, it was bad. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, good job for Will. Followed by Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a low goddamn bar. Holy <laughs> shit. Wow. Guys, let's not forget something kind of happened in March. Did, I don't know. I missed it. World War Three caught me up, and then I checked yeah. out. <laughs> what was and then it? they're burning down police stations, and... Just there everything was something that just... happened in the middle there. Yeah, something happened and we just lost context. Oh, right. Bernie Sanders lost the nomination. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Nothing else could have possibly happened. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah, I'm super excited for What? For the first time ever, we have an American on the show. We do. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Oh, that my goodness. That would be goodness. me. <laughs> <laughs> that would be me. <laughs> Sheltering from the storm. Yep. Oh God, yeah. I'm so thankful to be here in not America, <laughs> <laughs> like anywhere but America. Like a hundred percent great. And that low bar I was talking about a couple minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like 
Okay. Don't get me wrong, I love my country, but there are some crazy things going on right now. Mm-hmm. So, uh... Okay, here's a question, because I obviously have not met you in person. Yes, I have not met Where you Where are you from? <laughs> Where are you from in the U.S.? I am originally from Minnesota. Okay. From Minnesota. Yeah. So, so, like, Canada. baby Canada, kind of? <laughs> <laughs> and, but you're basically like, Canada. 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 I was going to say, here's my opinion. Let's get rid of Quebec and just take Minnesota. I'm, I'm cool okay, with that. But they're more Canadian than yeah. Quebec anyways. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like Montreal and the Montreal GP. Can we get out of rural Quebec? Let, let's just rural Quebec. take a scoop of Montreal, pull it into, and then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we need their tech. Oh, we're going back to Quebec now, man. Oh my goodness. You know, I mean, we're in Manitoba. It's like ample grounds for having your own, you know, grow farm and everything. You know, like based off the movie. I say, you know, where it's going to be ample grounds for your own grow farm? Yeah. Where your the house? fuck I'm moving to next yeah. month? Oh, yeah. Saskatchewan. Yeah. Saskatchewan. That sounds about right. Northern Saskatchewan. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not even sure if you're allowed to grow there. You're not gr- allowed to grow in Who's going to stop you? One of the right four now. cops. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, according to the provincial laws, yeah. you can't grow here, but federally you're allowed to. So someone's going to challenge that somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. And that'll just change probably Canada wide. Yeah. Unless, you know, you're like a kingpin and you, you know, you hooked Pallister up with some scores. So. <laughs> Here's a question. Has has Matthew McConaughey done any recent... Was there a time where Matthew McConaughey has done anything other than drug films in the last, like, five years? Interstellar? Yeah, oh, yeah, there was Interstellar. That's oh, true. Yeah. Dude, oh, yeah, five right. years ago. Right. I don't know when Interstellar came out. I just I remember like being profoundly disappointed with that movie. Um, I, yeah. like that I feel like he's. I enjoyed it. I feel well. like he's been in so many like very like similar kind of. He got filtered into this like you said, kingpin, druggy kind of. Brain is not working. I worked today. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got typecast as whatever this Type was. Ca- yeah, which is that's what Hollywood is though. You just get when you succeed at a certain role. You get type continuously typecasted as that. Is like, it that, that or is it just that people find what they're good at and stick to it? Yeah. It could yeah, work either true. both ways. Yeah. Because he played a very good kingpin in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I he really, did. I really liked him. I actually, now that I think, what everybody in this movie was really good. Right. Everyone yeah. Was really and good. I should mention too before we jump in in the beginning where it actually looks like he's the main character and he gets shot. But that that kind of took me back to uh, just figuring out this is part of the greater 1917 universe. Stop. Where, where, Stop. We are in a studio together. We can actually hit you. There's where, no you know, the main character out. dies and you think the story's over, but it's only just beginning. You know what I mean? Uh, so. All right, fuck it. Initial thoughts. Initial thoughts. <laughs> Movie good. <laughs> Let's. So. Krista, what we usually do is as soon as the pod, well, when the podcast starts, um, that's very normal too for Pam to keep dropping in and out. Um, we, <laughs> we go into initial thoughts on our films. So it's just a brief skim or synapses of what your mental state was going into it and, you know, whether you enjoyed it or not. Uh, and then, you know, what you took out of it. So just like a summary of what you think. So I guess our guest should go first, right? Sounds right. 
Throw them under the bus. Wait, uh, I'll, I can do it, I think. Mm -hmm. All right, let's go. All right, so um, going into this movie, I decided to watch a YouTube review from a guy named Jeremy Jam. Yes. And uh, I just tried to figure out what it was all about. And um, that gave me a little bit of idea what to expect. And uh, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was entertaining. There were some things that I might have done a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. um, like, I would have liked to have seen more women in the movie. Um, there was one powerful women figure. But other than that, I don't really remember any other major women in the film. And uh, yeah. I would have also liked to have seen some non-traditional portrayals. Of black people. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that's one thing I thought. What else? Yo, Krista's officially one of my favorite humans now. <laughs> that was great. Um, and I guess I got a strong Kingsman feel from it. I don't know if anyone else got that. Maybe it's just because it's a bunch of Brits. Yeah. But it's also Guy Ritchie. Mm -hmm. Oh, did he do that as well? I, I, I don't, don't think, think so. so, but they whoever he, did it had a similar style to him. Yeah, it, it, it is a Guy Ritchie film, though. It is Kingsman? Kingsman? Oh, no, oh, no, no. oh, yeah. sorry, I thought you meant this one. Uh, I don't know about Kingsman, yeah. no. I can look that up while you're giving your initial thoughts. I don't thoughts. think it is, um, but... Uh, Man from Uncle is. Yeah, I have heard that. Oh, Kingsman <laughs> is Matthew Vaughn. Mm. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, okay, okay, I guess I'll go. Um... I'm just going to pre preface this, preface, I don't know what the word is, um, with the fact that that King Arthur movie that Guy Ritchie did several years back <laughs> is a very big guilty pleasure of Oh my goodness. And having only seen the one movie by him, now I know why. It's just because I like Guy Ritchie's style a lot, right? Goodness. I kind of like the disjointed uh, nature of the story, how it's flashing back and forth between the two people talking and the stylizations, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um... That, that's, well, I'm just trash for that. that that's guilty pleasure stuff right there. Um, so, right there, that movie won a lot. Can, who has their fucking <laughs> That's probably mine. Okay, um, I'm gonna keep going. Yes. I'll, I'll do it. Yeah, basically, my, my opinion on the movie is it, it bought a lot of goodwill with the style, and I didn't like the actor that played the rival drug dealer. I thought his, um, his mannerisms weren't very believable. He kind of gave me a Sheldon vibe almost, but other than that, I was really content with sort of how the pieces were put on the table, and then they all fell into place towards the end of the movie. Mm -hmm. I did have a little bit of qualms with the ending. It didn't go the way I quite wanted it to, but that's obviously a personal taste, and they kind of addressed this with, we need a sequel, right? <laughs> <laughs> the movie went kind of meta there. So yeah, that's my take on it. I really liked it. Um, that, that's all I got. The, the style won me over, so it kind of erased all the any negative traits that I kind of saw in it. All right. Uh, Uchi, all do you right. want to go before I do? Yeah, go for it. I wish to speak about a topic before I give my opinion. <laughs> I have been blamed for not being consistent about my opinions. Well, okay, not you. Is, it's us as a collective. <laughs> which is weird because we're four different people with four different tastes. So, obviously, we're not all going to like the same movies. Right. But anyway, 
I fucking love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this movie is fucking great, dude. I don't know what it was about this movie. It just clicked for me. The style, the action, the characters. And now I feel really guilty saying that because Chrissy made some very good points about female characters in this movie <laughs> and characters of color. And I'm just like, oh, am I part of the problem now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I don't know. I, I love Fletcher and who's the other guy? Uh, not Ramundo. Uh, Ramsey? Ray. Ray? Ray was the, yeah, Ray. Ray was the henchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fletcher and like I like it when the movie would cut to them just talking about what's happening and Fletcher is doing his weird flirting and like, yo, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scene of them on the couch like, come on Ray, put some action into the yeah. acting. Yeah. <laughs> like, Ray, can I have a steak? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, okay, you're gonna fucking leave because I'm going to bed. Can yes. I join you? <laughs> no. What question is that? Like, oh my god. Fletcher and Ray. Fletcher and Ray are probably what really makes this movie interesting. Yeah. Because mm. if it was just a street like Kingpin, Floyd Matthew, McConaughey, it'd be interesting. But Fletcher and Ray added random dynamic, which I love. Mm-hmm. That That's really the Guy Ritchie like, spice thrown in there, right? Yes. It's that um, spice. And I kind of like. It- mm-hmm. Go ahead, Pam. I was going to say, you know what it reminded me of? Because Guy Ritchie did those Sherlock Holmes movies with... Um, Robert what's Downey his, Jr. What's his nuts? Robert Downey Jr. Did you say what's um, his nuts? <laughs> yes, I said what's his nuts. Jesus. Um, that's who uh, Ray and Fletcher reminded me of. was very Sherlock and Watson vibes. Yeah. A little bit. I could see that. Yeah. If Sherlock Sorry, was like Sorry, I didn't mean a... to cut you off. Flirty, flirty, <laughs> 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 but he wants it all. Yeah. I mean, I just love this movie, and when it ended in the mad joke, like we need a sequel, and I'm like, yeah, we, we do. do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like um, one character's story, who I would have loved that they would have explored a little bit more was the coach. Right. Oh like, yeah, he's so badass. Character, but they completely yeah. did nothing with it. I like, wanted to see more of Fook. I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> What's I want to say fuck. Fuck. No, fuck. For unt. Fuck. It's fuck. Fuck. I get the, uh, get the for hook up the car. <laughs> yeah, no, but you can see him here, and over there, and over there, and over there, and over there, and on the walls, oh and on the rails, goodness. everywhere. Fuck. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I wanted more of him. Yeah, <laughs> I love this movie. Oh my goodness! I guess Pam, you're gonna go next. Yeah. Okay. For I'm, I am going to give a disclaimer right now. I have seen this movie twice in the last 24 hours. Wow, that's good. That's really good. Be- Dedication. Because la- the night before, I went to go see Jurassic Park, and I ate way too much crap in the movie theater, and got so sick that I was up the whole night. So I, when I went to watch this the first time, I passed out on the couch. Oh um, so I've seen it two times. I really enjoyed this movie. I did find it a little confusing at times. Like I definitely had to pay attention to watching it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I like my favorite characters are Ray and Fletcher. Like I said earlier, I got the Watson and Sherlock Holmes vibes from them. Um, their 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 characters are just so much fun. I know they were kind of plot devices, but at the same time, they were the ones driving the story. Mm-hmm. Um, th- but I mean, it's a Guy Ritchie film, and like I was just looking at what movies Guy Ritchie has done, and for the amount of people in Hollywood who rip on Guy Ritchie. He's actually done a lot of films that I have really liked, like the Sherlock movies, uh, Man from Uncle with Army Hammer, um, Snatch with Brad Pitt from 2000. Uh, like yeah, those are just like, mm-hmm. yeah, like very good movies. So, uh, so I don't think he deserves the shit he gets from Hollywood. Um, but I mean, also with Guy Ritchie movies, you get those tropes. You got the poor trope. You got the people of color trope. You got the Asian trope. You got all those. Um, and I mean, that's just something to expect when you watch a Guy Ritchie movie. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I thought the acting was really good. I love Roz. For, she was an extremely strong female character for being the only real female we see in the movie. Um, I don't think they could have gone with a better actress. Um, the lines were memorable. Um, I Like I said, I did have a little bit of a hard time... Um, kind of watch like paying attention being able to understand every single little thing um but overall i (laughs) oh boy boy. since since she's dropped i'm gonna sort of comment on two things that i heard there first is that she mentioned the uh ray and fletcher being sort of a character or a plot device Mm -hmm. right um in the best stories that is what characters are fundamentally right is they are sort of put into the story to serve a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. So that isn't necessarily a flaw. It just it was a little transparent, but at the same time, that's kind of what you want at the same time because that's sort of the Guy Ritchie style, which is mm-hmm. my second point, mm-hmm. is I, I personally, I like him, and I haven't heard people who don't like him, so I can't comment on this for sure, but I get the impression that he's polarizing mm-hmm. because yeah. If, yeah. You, if you if I did not like that, it would have been very obnoxious the way things were cutting back and forth, right? Right. So, well, and like I said, like honestly, I don't think he deserves the shit he gets in Hollywood because mm-hmm. like everyone fucking rips on him. I didn't know that. So, hmm. I yeah, yeah. like as far as I know, well, like, I think a lot of people reviews. around me really like Guy Ritchie. So I'm like, I'm surprised See, people rip on him. But eh. oh, I was reading reviews and everyone's like calling him an incompetent director and everything like that and i'm like i don't see That's... how he's an incompetent director like this is probably one of the most engaging movies that yeah. i have watched in the on the podcast in a while it's right I, I mean i don't know but... where my initial thoughts have cut off so i mean i would also went on to say <laughs> yeah. how like the female lead was extremely great don't think they could have had a better actress but hmm. that that that's basically it like the movie mm-hmm. yeah so. no um like yeah, M- Michelle Docker is like she's she's great. I know her from uh, for those listening. She was also in Netflix's Godless, and she was also the main female character in that one, where she just led a, like a badass group of countrywomen to fight an entire gang uh, in the like I guess cowboy era. You know, she's riding horses gang, gang. and shooting people. Sorry, gang gang. Yeah, <laughs> so, so she. <laughs> She was already so great in that, and like I loved her. She played um, Miss Fletcher, I think, in that one. Uh, Allison Fletcher, that was her name, uh, which is pretty great. She was also in Downton Abbey. For those who've seen Downton Abbey, she was in that too. So she's she's got a good back history of movies. So for this, 
honestly, me just seeing her with a gun in this movie, she, she looked comfortable because that, that's her element, right? As an actress. She's very good at that, like, badassery, holding a gun, you know, she, terrorizing people. That's, like, her thing. Um, I, sorry, can I cut you off for a second? Yeah, go for it. I love the balance between her and Matthew McConaughey's character because she was so, like, strong and, like, badass. And he was so, like, congenial. You know what I mean? Well, like, they were polar opposites, but they worked. I In, in a sense... I, I kind of see where you're coming from with that. Like with yeah. me, I just saw a like a power couple dynamic where she yeah. had her thing, he had the, his the, thing, but then they still exactly they just had that middle ground. Yeah, right? the thorns were pointed outward. Basically, yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, like she's like the grounding force almost for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and you know, like even he makes a comment at the end of the movie, being like, you know, if it was if everything was just made to attack just the business, he wouldn't have like he wouldn't have cared. He wouldn't have given a fuck, right? Mm-hmm. But when they touched his wife, that's when it became personal. So it's like, I kind of understood that line a little bit where they're like, okay, now they're blending the line between business and like personal life, which obviously yeah. she's involved in. Okay. Um, I used to doing an initial thought. I mean, yeah. Uh, just to touch on, again, just as someone who grew up in the UK, the acting of the boys from the ends, the hoodlums, was <laughs> so on point that i was like literally i texted you guys in the group chat i was like yo this was my life <laughs> so, oh, that always that's Dad, always gone oh my god i mean yeah like north london everyone's a street kid so it's like literally um no so like it it was i love that just because it made me laugh a lot of the jokes that they were just flying around um, you know, when they, when all of the grown men were coming out in the grow, in the grow house and, you know, the one guy goes, so how many, how many other old men are left in the, in the rabbit hole, you know? I can't do a verse accent, I won't try. You know? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I loved it when the grown men got the asses whooped yeah. and then he's reporting it to, um, what's this Kingpin's name again? Oh, uh, Mickey. Mickey. Mickey, yeah. And then why did Mickey's like, yeah, the boys could fight, yeah, though. Yeah, they were proper good. <laughs> they were proper good. I'm like, <laughs> how do you say that to your boss? He's <laughs> like, I'm just saying. <laughs> and you could fight. Like, here you had these it- men piling out of this room, like clowns pile out of a car. Like, <laughs> on this, like, small group of kids. And they get their asses <laughs> It's It's not even that. It's the way they came out of the room. Yeah, He's like, oi, oi, this person. And then, oi, that person. Like, what, look what they're doing here. They, they all start coming out. And you're already thinking, oh, my God, they're going to beat the shit out of these kids. And then they get their asses handed <laughs> yeah. to them. <laughs> You think these guys are hard drug dealers, but it turns out these guys have a really kick-ass coach and oh, they're all fighters. Oh, and like those guys are at like they're just assholes. Um, I loved the addition of Dry Eyes and uh, whatever his henchmen. Fuck. For uh, yeah, Fuck. those two. Yeah. Fuck two. with the pH. <laughs> I love the addition of them too, and like I love that they were British as well because again, I love them from Hong Kong. No, but it, he still had a British accent and everything. So the obviously, people from Hong Kong have yeah. British accents. It's weird. Yeah, it, it's honestly really it's weird. It's very jarring to me to see an Asian person sound British. It's really? Yeah. And then you ask okay. Them, have you guys? Wait, like somebody. You guys probably haven't watched it, but I mean, British accent. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, interesting. Weird. I've seen, I've met Asian many American, Asian right? people that have British accents. American yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's just one of those anomalies. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. For me, <laughs> for me. Yeah. So, so you guys probably haven't seen it, um, but he, Dry Eyes, is actually the main male lead in Crazy Rich Asians. Yes, he is. Yo, mm-hmm. I fucking love. And Crazy he has a British Asians. accent in that one. In that one too, I think he's he, he I, like he's the actor British, is British. British. Yeah, he's British, British, but mm-hmm. like the character is from Hong Kong. Yeah. But yeah, no, as I was saying, I met someone, an Asian person with a British accent, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, we're talking again and along, and he's like, oh, where you from? I'm like, ah, oh, Africa. Where you from? Hong Kong. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that accent, though. You know? I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he had a British tutor or something growing up. It, it's it's weird it's sometimes, weird. yeah. Well, technically, um, Hong Kong belongs to Britain or something. <laughs> <laughs> One China. <laughs> <laughs> can I just can I we talk know. about the Russian trope in this movie? It's oh uh, my god! Can we for please? A the, the yeah. Russian it's a guilty pleasure that trope. <laughs> See, but again, this is I a Russian thinking. trope in like in London, in like East, like sorry, Western Europe, right? Yeah. Where it's like again, and every other minority plus Slavic people are like. Basically, they're they're all typecast in certain films that are okay. based in those well, I areas. Was, I was gonna say I was like about ten minutes into the movie and I'm watching this and I was like, "Okay, hey, when is the Russian stereotype gonna come in?" And then yeah. we see the scene with Aslan in the freezer and I was like, "Oh, here it comes! Here it comes!" <laughs> Honestly, I actually really enjoyed how that fitted. Uh, I did too because, like, it's a trope. But it's kind of one of those things where it's very obviously going to be used in that fashion. So when they kind of set it up, you're like, okay, when's it coming? And then they hit you with it, and it's satisfying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It, it's not... Well, and this thing is, like, you can't have a European drug movie without a Russian trope. Yeah, because it's a very real force, honestly, right? Mm-hmm. It, is you kind of have this second, well, literally second world uh, state mm-hmm. that is kind of doing whatever the hell it wants without regard for other nations' sovereignty in some cases, right? And that's just how the mafia based out of Russia behaves. Yeah. So it, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a real thing, and I, I kind of appreciate it, honestly. <laughs> it, it, it makes for good stories. <laughs> you kind of have, you kinda have uh, these gangsters that their state doesn't touch mm-hmm. because they're interlinked with the government. With the so government, yeah. it sort of fundamentally scary is you can't attack them conventionally, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. can't bring the law down. Hey, you know, at least one of them isn't training their kid to go fight someone in America for a championship belt. But yeah. <laughs> I say, every Russian drug lord is linked to the KGB. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Kind of like the South Americans are linked to the CIA. Oh the my goodness. Oh. <laughs> all, all the conspiracy theories. Oh, and is it conspiracy if it's true? Oh, we don't... <laughs> I mean... Oh, no. I'm like, we don't know if it's true, but I mean... Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> sure. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll, go. I'll, I'll be the one and go on the list. <laughs> oh my goodness. No, but... Overall, like I enjoyed it. The ending, I I feel like could have been better, and I'll get into that like mm-hmm. later on. You guys might change my mind, but I don't know. I um, agree with you. I can't agree with you. But yeah, cause just because right. it was it was great for me just until the end, and I was like, ah, I was expecting more. You know what? But the ending gave me the vibes of running out of Boondock budget. Saints. <laughs> <laughs> running out of a budget. <laughs> That one hurts. <laughs> that too. <laughs> 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 
you know, just worker fatigue. Everyone was like, ah, then we got to go home, man. <laughs> so. well, hey, like, overtime. We'll put, like, the sequel line in the movie, and then we'll just kind of... Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, right, see you next week, boys. Oh, like, honestly, yeah. that's real, though, because I, I imagine there's some movies where, like, the endings just sucked because probably at the end, the crew was tired, the actors were tired. It's like, let's just put something together and end this. I think my thing just fucking the, go home. <laughs> I think my thing with the ending is, like, it also kind of has to do with the Russians. Because mm. the Russians were introduced as an element, what, three, a quarter of the way through the movie? Yeah. And then they didn't become relevant again until the very end. Mm-hmm. So you know, see that didn't bother me. It didn't bother me, but I felt like there should have been more, and like the ending just kind of went like. See, the reason know? I didn't like the movie was because of the way it treated Fletcher. Mm. Um, <laughs> I like the no. To me, the movie seriously set him up as like this character who is gonna get away wrangling money out of a gangster, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. it, to me, is like okay, we're setting up this guy who through his own wit, is going to go into a situation that no reasonable person would go into. That oh, has, nothing, a fucking has nothing to do with him, right? <laughs> and he's going to wrangle 20 million bucks out of this. Right. And then it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So that was a little unsatisfying, personally. because I, I wish it worked. Per, yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Especially considering the fact that it was set up how uh, Mickey uh, got shot. It's like, okay, he dies. But then, plot twist, he is actually dead. That's mm-hmm. like two-thirds of the movie. I was a little disappointed by also, that. Also, like, it was weird how he survived, because it's like someone else got shot. And... Yeah. yeah. So someone else got shot before him. Yeah. So that that's not weird. That makes sense. No, it makes sense. Okay. But right. the was... It, it was gotcha presentation, right? Yeah. And I do not like that in movies. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I, it's like you lie to the viewer at the beginning, right? Just yeah, like, exactly. I, I would prefer it if it just... Went like revolved back to that same yeah, incident, but it's it like really happened. Yeah, the guns happened. to the back yeah. of his head cut to black, right? Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, ooh, what's gonna happen? It yeah, it's like they're trying to yeah. like bait you to watch the movie because oh, this is why it's exciting. Someone's mm-hmm. going to die, and then yeah. they, it's like there's no merit for the rest of the movie. There's nothing else mm-hmm. that the movie's going to bring. Like, it's yeah. kind of disappointing yeah. in that way. Right. Usually, when you present the ending, you can make the journey really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. So that's like the advantage that it has. But then when you put that scene like two thirds of the way through the movie and then this you got this last half hour which is sort of like this wild card and then it devolves into the character we're rooting for not succeeding right. that kind of leaves a sour taste in my mouth right mm-hmm. I um, think my biggest thing is that if uh, Mickey if Mickey as a character was not enjoyable I really like Mickey as a character yeah. and like I wanted him to succeed in his kingpin get out sell his business mm-hmm. nonsense yeah. right so like at the beginning of the movie when he got shot, I was like, okay, so Mickey's clearly the bad guy of this movie, and we're gonna have Fletcher wrangling the twenty million, get away with it, and Mickey's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Therefore, Fletcher will never be caught. Mm-hmm. But then you watch the movie, you enjoy who Mickey is as like, a character, so you're kind of like, ah, do I really want him to die though? Right. So yeah, there is that dynamic mm-hmm. too. Um, I I never. I I think it's because I saw him quote unquote die at the beginning. It's like, I liked his character, but I was ready for him to die. Right. So that mm-hmm. subversion just, it, it felt a little cheap to me, honestly, mm-hmm. right? Because it's like, okay, there's this gangster who's really charismatic and kind of fun to watch, but he his arc is to die. Mm-hmm. He is a bad guy. He right. has to go, mm-hmm. right? So when he doesn't, that's a little unsatisfying to me. It's like, oh, this guy's actually going to get off scot-free. Like, he's mm-hmm. evil. He's not getting what he deserves. And... 
oh, the guy who was clever and going up against the man in this situation <laughs> the man. Um, didn't actually pull it off. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of this, the guy who should have got what he deserves didn't, and the guy who deserved something didn't get it, right? That, that's, I only really just realized this as I'm saying. <laughs> I've just distilled down why I was a little, like, bitter, not bitter, but lukewarm on the ending. Mm-hmm. Um, with the ending, like, I like what Michael said with the, we were prepared for him to die because that beginning, um, see, someone else just dropped that wasn't me. Yeah, that was me. Yeah, it was was, 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 you. Keep going. Yeah, Yeah, keep talking. Okay. But it was, sorry, um, how Michael said that, like, we were prepared for this character to die. Um, with the whole way the storyline went with, like, Fletcher, I was honestly expecting the ending to be, like, okay, movie's wrapped, like, as if this, they were, it wasn't an actual story, as if they, he was pitching a movie line mm-hmm. the whole time, and, like, this was him, like, filming, saying line by line how they were gonna film this movie, essentially, to Ray. that's how I was seeing it, and that's what I almost expected the ending to be, and I don't know why my brain went like that, um, the other thing I meant to say earlier is the way this movie is shot, and I think maybe Uchi, I think you said you'd seen this. Um, it gave me very Boondock Saints esque vibes through the whole movie. It's been a couple of years since I watched Boondock Saints. Mm-hmm. So you, you know, you know, it kind of reminded me of Gangs of London. I have that's, not seen Gangs of London. Yeah, that's a good one. But like, London. but that's the, the yeah, exact same like, way where like it. The, again, the beginning of this movie was executed like just amazingly well. Mm-hmm. Just the way Fletcher yeah, the sets up. You know, let's start with the pro- protagonist. Let's start with this, and like he's telling Mickey's backstory. You know, the, Fletcher's um, uh, flamboyance when he's. You know, dictating the you, you could tell Fletcher was just a real screenwriter, right? Yeah. You know, he was like, you know, let's enter, you know, Mickey. Now, you know, now Mickey over here, he's, you know, he's a flamboyant motherfucker. You know, he's this, he's that, or whatever. Um, I, I think, just thought it was great. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I think that's why I was prepared for like the ending of the movie, like the way it went, to be all of a sudden like, oh, and cutscene. And then to have like a bunch of cast members walk off set because like he was so flamboyant and engaging as if this was like shooting a movie and not telling Ray he has all this dirt that on would've, his that would've you let know it, what I mean? That would have let the stakes fall for me though. Because yeah. I like that I knew that it was real. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that, that's the whole, you wake up it's all just a dream. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, that's just ugh. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like the ending like that's Hollywood being pretentious if that flat. was if that happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the stakes of this movie was so large that okay, the, we keep saying we don't like the ending, but the ending, the other American, whatever his name was, was the other American thing. Oh, um, hmm. Because I don't want to use the description. The yeah, description. I'm blanking out, but I know, I know who you're talking about. I will look him up. But that guy, right? He got got. Like, they found out about him. Mm-hmm. Fuck got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I <understand>. Fuck got <laughs> fucked. <laughs> you know? All the people who were, like, against Mickey got right. Even, mm-hmm. except for maybe the Russian. Oh, Matthew yeah. was the other American. Yeah, Matthew. the Russian got Matthew. away with it, obviously. <laughs> the Russian king can got away with it, but that's for the sequel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like... Matthew I thought got the, caught. Never mind. 
I expected a little bit more from Lord Pressfield, though. Because he... Mm-hmm. All, all I remember was him getting diarrhea, and then that was, like... <laughs> I, don't know, like I feel like that storyline wasn't developed to its potential. Like, I, I expected a little bit of, like, badassery from him, but it just felt like Dry Eye yeah. was the... Dry Eye was just, like, the mastermind yeah. all along, you know what I mean? Which is weird, because it's, like... That was clumsy setup is what it was, right? Yeah. It's because the movie was like, hey, look at this guy. He is Dry Eyes' superior, and then he just gets off. So it kind of feels like a prop being set up specifically just to, like, flick and knock it down, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, I'm like, if he's Dry Eyes' superior in the first place, he had to be somewhat competent to be in the position that he eventually was in. Yeah. So the way mm-hmm. he was kind of knocked down was too easy for someone in his position. Too much tell not enough show. Yeah, exactly. Again, like I was saying, it just kind of like overall like fell flat near the end with everything. It's like felt like they had to tie up the, all these little loose ends and they mm-hmm. just didn't know how to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, to be fair, this movie had a lot of moving parts. It had. Right? It did. This movie was very, very well assembled and... It, to the point where just watching the movie I was like an hour and some in I'm going okay like what the hell is happening here yeah. <laughs> yeah. where how See, that's we... why I said like you really had to pay yeah. attention to what was going the, on this movie was very engaging and it was the, dense this is the part of the end that like just the end was basically like the end to a mystery in Scooby-Doo because like well this person did it but wait a second it, this it, person it was, was double crossed yeah. by this person <laughs> But wait a minute, this other person was double-crossed, so it, he was the mastermind all But wait, it's Fletcher, he's the mastermind, and I'm like, oh my god. I enjoyed all I'm those I'm not gonna elements. lie, I was not expecting that. Yeah. I enjoyed all those elements, except for the way that Fletcher lost. It was... Everything else to me was, like, good, and I, honestly... I think. No, I thought I thought it was good too. Yeah. I just I just find it hilarious that it was, like, it was, like, it was a classic ending... That still was impactful, even mm-hmm. though if that was done in, say, another movie, like imagine if that was done in like Knives Out, where it's like, well, this person did it, but wait a second, this person was manipulated by this other person, and then yeah. this person, and then it's like, okay, really, you know, like <laughs> here's the thing though, Knives Out kind of did that, but did it better. It, but I'd say, Matt, what's his name? Daniel Craig and his fucking donut holes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hole. It's a hole. You gotta watch the movie. Oh my god. I, I feel like this movie needed Daniel Craig. Like, Honestly, just to complete I preferred it. the way this movie did it over Knives Out. I, I thought Knives Out yeah. tried to be more ambitious with its ending. Mm. And it got like 90% of the way there. Right. Whereas this movie was like, oh, and. This movie, it's like they had the ending and they worked backwards from it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why when you get to the end and it all like locks into place, it's actually really sturdy. Right. It just, I don't it, like... It all makes sense. I just it don't like what the result like is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the process of getting there is valid and good. It's just the decisions they made on what the end was rubbed me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And that in itself is the yeah, flaw. Yes, Pam. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm just I'm not I'm not sure because like I'm getting a little bit of lag time from you yeah. guys. But it's like like you're saying the ending was like they made great decisions and then at the ending it's just like and sharp left turn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like yeah, Fletcher's like it's all going to plan and nope, it's not. No. <laughs> wait, wait. Did I advise you of? Have you guys seen it's that? It's like meme? we're going along the freeway, and now we're taking an overpass. 
Yeah, it was. Wait, yeah. wait. It's like we're going to Pam's house and we're on a road. We're on a road and it's a dirt path. Oh my god. Where are we? <laughs> the dirt it's path. the gravel road to my house. Oh my goodness. It's like coming to Sam's place. And we're going to Sam's place and there's a fence here. Yep. <laughs> Drive like, into a fence. Be directed to a fence. Google, listen to me. <laughs> Don't direct me to fences if I'm looking for a house. Google had to give you a plot twist. <laughs> so the fence was the mastermind all along. <laughs> I was to say, I feel like the listeners will eventually need to know the story behind the gravel road, but that'll be for another time. Wait, did we describe the story yeah. before? There is, so for those listening, there is a, how many kilometers? 16 kilometer dirt road on the way to Pam's place. No, wait, that's on the road that Google gives us. Yes. There's another way where it's yeah. all tarmac, mm-hmm. and it's actually faster. Yes, but Google, Google gives you the us. dirt road yeah. first for some reason. It's a short so, path, but you've got to go slow, right? Yeah. Yes. So you're going 16 kilometers on a like long on a 16 kilometer long dirt road, and it's not and just... even a well maintained dirt road. It's literally like a farm. Oh, dirt it's road the worst. Where it's yeah, one layer of gravel and potholes a mm-hmm. foot deep. You can hear like the gravel just like hitting the underneath of your car as you drive. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, that's the worst part, though. There was no network there. Yeah, no signal as well. So. Yeah, so it's like we got on the road. I messaged Pam. I'm like, hey, is this right? nothing for like 20 minutes yep. just two just road. two black well actually four black people in a car driving on a dirt road in the middle of nowhere <laughs> well, in Manitoba. and here's my thing you guys are the second batch of people to come out my house to my place and say oh no no it's fine when i offer directions and then complain about being stuck on a gravel road for 20 miles when <laughs> it's <laughs> like I you would have just taken my directions i would say come to the 75 till morris then hang a left on the or right on the 23 and then a left on the 426 and it puts you right <laughs> at my place problem, but no we gotta listen to google maps you haven't told them satellite is unreliable yeah <laughs> no guys i'm telling you Google is actually trying to navigate you to Mickey's um, bars. <laughs> Those are all of the secret locations. <laughs> the cross house locations. <laughs> you gotta look at the shipping container. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's like the worst hideout for a weed farm. Oh, like, can oh we you just about, have to move the shipping Can we talk about how dumb that was, to yeah. be honest? Like, in all oh, of the. Yeah. <laughs> like, that needed to be padlocked. How was it not? Because yeah. when, when he's like. Like he's he's bought like all those pieces of land, but the grow houses are underneath. It's just me kind of thinking, okay, the kind of technology you have there, unless you have some kind of like signal dampener, there's like no one down there gets signal. No one like there's a lot of things that could potentially go wrong for people to just know you have a grow house there. You know, a lot of coworkers that could easily just snitch anytime. Or I like, guess the idea is that the fact that he paid them well. And yeah, it yeah. was shown that he okay. We see Mickey towards the end, quote unquote, the end of his career, right? Mm-hmm. But it was established early on that he was kind of ruthless. Yeah. So like we don't know. Maybe early on. Okay, I can't say we don't know. That's on the movie for not telling us. Yeah, or showing us if he was, was that yeah. ruthless to people who might have snitched. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because exactly. the whole dynamic yeah. with him and like his, even if someone snitched, right? Is I mean, I guess maybe he just has the backing of the rich people to help him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. with a lot of those things. Yeah, they could get away with this shipping container because they were on private 
like property land. owned by aristocrats. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and so then, like, they have this massive piece of land owned by an aristocrat. So it makes sense. Like, oh, he probably needs a lot of electricity. Mm-hmm. He needs a lot of water. Yeah. And then it's like that piece of land. It's like it's one farm, but it's not like the yeah. most ridiculously sized farm. And let's be real. Cops don't go after rich people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> cops probably know. They just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! We've covered pretty much everything of this movie at this point. Right? No, yeah, uh, no, it was yeah. at, like overall. I I think I was okay with it. It was. It's not my favorite, um, but it's like it's it's decent. It's okay. I I kind of agreed with the Rotten Tomato score because I think the Rotten Tomato score for it is seventy one percent. And I was like, uh, eh. 75. 75, sorry. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, that's kind of where I'm at, too. It's like easily a B plus to an A. Like, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it's just, I, I feel like Parasite has ruined me. Uh, because. Well, uh, listen, really. Parasite is the better movie. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this way more. Yeah. Okay. I, I see what you mean. Like, I can recognize what is sort of mm-hmm. objectively superior. Not it's just like when, when Uchi and I saw, like, Parasite made my heart drop. Like that's yeah. that's the effect Parasite had on. Like after watching, Par- I wasn't the same after, think, after watching Parasite. The thing like with Parasite, especially, have you seen Parasite yet? No, I haven't. I'm pretty sad that I haven't seen it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> okay, that's amazing okay. movie. Okay, amazing movie. But we can't see why the plot twist in that movie is mm-hmm. fucking amazing. Yeah. But like the thing with Parasite, it's such a it's such a well put together movie. It's amazingly shot, great mm-hmm. characters, plot, everything about that movie is so great. Yeah. That it. It sits in a different tier, right? Yeah. And mm-hmm. in my mind, there's no use trying to ever compare movies. Oh to yeah, no, definitely, like, definitely. It's like me being like, oh, um, what what movie can I say? Oh, Black Panther is not like Batman: The Dark Knight because mm-hmm. The Dark Knight is just like I mean, a different tier. Yeah, You're right, right. And that's kind of the reason dramas are always the finalists for the Oscars and shit like that, right? Is because mm-hmm. they kind of have a different vibe to them. Mm. That I think it's dramas don't have a ceiling. So thing, just like just right? like even the Joker movie yeah. too, where it was just yeah. like mostly drama and yeah. just, just like yeah. this movie. It it could it could only go so high, no matter how well it did. Mm-hmm. did. It's the nature of this movie is like you can get ninety percent at most, whereas Parasite doesn't have a ceiling. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's kind of the difference. But I, I like this style. Yeah, no, this style was good. This like, kept me more engaged. Like I'm not gonna lie. I, I was engaged while watching Parasite, but I wasn't like like you had to like watch it. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when I was watching this movie, when shit was going wrong, I was visibly going like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> I didn't catch my phone once during this movie. Like, the thing is, like, like when I was movie. watching this movie, I was legit like leaning forward on my knees. That's how engaged I was in it. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah it's a very enthralling movie. It is. Like objectively, if we were to say doing a movie night mm-hmm. and we had to choose between Parasite and this movie oh yeah this would be more, be like, inter- more yeah. entertaining yeah, yeah. I'd be like mm-hmm. yo let's watch this movie yeah we get, yes I recommend go watch Parasite but Parasite's yeah. kind of a movie you go watch on your own yeah Parasite's yeah. a movie you just you just curl up in the blanket and just like <laughs> why is life like this <laughs> <laughs> were you, sorry were you guys saying this is a date night movie yes the movie yeah, where there's be a, date a date night movie. scene oh. is yeah. a date night movie <laughs> Pam there. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's the short answer, Pam. <laughs> it says that yes, it's a date night. Here's my thing. This is not a, mo- a date night movie because a not. date night movie is something you make out through and you miss nothing. 
<laughs> okay, well that see that's that's like that depends on the people who are on said date because like I would like to hear the girl's opinion on the movie as soon as it's done. So I would not want to distract her from the movie. I was like, wait a minute. Are you telling me at the end of the date you're kind of looking at your babe and being like, So let's give me it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have not been on a date, and I mean, I haven't been on a date in probably about a year and a bit at this point. I have not been on a date where it's and we've gone and watched a movie that hasn't ended out in in a makeout session. Oh my god! Yeah, see, I'm entirely different. Kaya would tell you that literally when we saw like our first movie together, I'm literally looking at it like, well, how was it? And she's like, it was okay. And I was like. Did you even watch it? Like, what do you mean just okay? <laughs> and she's probably going from my point of view. Why did we watch a watch a makeout? No, no, that is you don't know. You don't know who my girlfriend is. If you think that's what she was thinking, no, she was no, more or less just, just thinking she wanted totally. to go to bed. I'm being facetious, um, Sam. Yeah. I, <laughs> no, but it was you know, but like it, it was just that like when. I don't know. Movies yeah. have that effect on people, right? Where it's just... It's a movie. Yeah. Some people might not pay attention. Other people, like me, are just more like, hmm, what do you think about this? <laughs> so, See, I would so. much rather watch this with a group of friends. Yeah. yeah. That's what yeah. it was originally yeah. said, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, um, it's kind of like how you would watch Knives Out with a group of friends yeah. as well, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like or like Jojo Rabbit. Joins, Again, you know, a good mm-hmm. group of friends movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. Um, final thoughts. What? <laughs> I, final, I guess we're doing final minutes. thoughts, yeah. Um, so over here on the Northern Critic Podcast, we rate and review our films using a coordinate system. Um, so we have North for good writing. So if, you're, if you think the writing of the film, the script of the film was good, that's a North. If you think it was really bad... Um, then it's a South, right? In a similar fashion, if you think the style of the movie is great, the cinematography, the casting, if all of that was good, it would be an East. Um, and then if all of that was bad, it would be a West. So like a really good movie that just has good writing and also just good cinematography, a good cast, good style, all everything good would be a Northeast. Um, and a movie that's just like, you know, just dog fart bad would be a southwest you know and then everything else falls in the middle of that um ideally even now in our recent episodes we've been using countries to (laughs) just helping our viewers know their geography a little bit better i guess um where we we're we're a teaching podcast exactly so so we use the gmt line and the equator as our north south east west uh, and then we kind of just countries that fall in i guess the atlantic is zero zero origin at that point somewhere in the atlantic over this many times the middle is somewhere south of the one in africa okay yeah so it's like oh right because it's going through the uk yeah okay i see what you mean yeah okay so the middle somewhere in africa Um, just south of d'Ivoire. so so somewhere so on the Atlantic, like Atlantic, but just ocean, yeah. But like okay, so somewhere in Africa's armpit, essentially. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> somewhere in Africa's armpit. That yeah, is, pretty that much. That is the best thing I've heard all day. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the zero zero origin. 
Um, so at least now we've established that if anyone says it was okay in the middle, then you're basically saying it's in Africa's armpit. It's drowning. Yeah. <laughs> it's, drowning. it's very warm. Um, <laughs> and moist. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm going to annoy a bunch of people. Yep. Yeah. All Moist. right. Um, who wants to go first? Fuck it. I'll go. Okay. All right. Okay, no, no, no. Nope. I, as I said at the beginning of this movie, I love this movie. I love the plot. I love the characters. I love the style. I, dude, it's, it's not a perfect movie, but it's such a great movie to watch. It's entertaining as fuck. And that's consistency of it being entertaining for that person who said I'm not consistent. <laughs> so salty about that. I am a salty. I say, person. who said you are not consistent? Because I will go and fight them. Well, okay. Actually, no, I Again, won't. I should. Okay, I should establish this, right? It's not. Don't want to attack Uchi specifically. It's us as a podcast, because okay. So for those listening, apparently, um, in our last two episodes of the podcast, um, there is a common misconception that. People feel that we liked Fern Gully better than Old Guard, and we are getting some flack for that. Fake news. Have you seen that Trump interview? With, with hence him, hence right? why people think we're inconsistent. But I was it's just like, crazy. okay, maybe it was the way we recorded the podcast, but okay, in no not. way were we saying Fern Gully was better than oh, I think God, the problem no, was. You're saying it was Fern, Fern Gully was shit. <laughs> so. yeah, I like a movie, I can pick it apart better because there's more content to dissect, <laughs> right? Fern That's Gully, exactly I was just it. like in a puddle of slush. Like, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> I think I mean, we need to establish this really quick. If we mm-hmm. hate a movie, we can pick it apart and rip on it way more than if we like a movie. Mm-hmm. And when we like a movie, it's like movie good. Let's move on. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so like, it's it's just that, the way yeah. it is. Then, I okay. don't. Like and I think we can also review this. When we were recording the old god episode, fuck, that was a difficult recording session. <laughs> like we were dropping every five ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Like and at it some wasn't point, just me, it was everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was everyone struggling to record. At some point, I think we reached like 10.30. We had only had like 40 minutes of audio mm-hmm. recorded and it was just like, fuck it, we can't mm-hmm. keep going. Like, it's not working. Right. But yes, yeah. back to my point. I'm giving this movie a Belarus. Belarus. Belarus, okay. That's way too relevant right now, Uchi. That's right. Like, Belarus. literally exploded. No, yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. Beirut. Beirut. Oh. It was. I, oh yeah. I know it my was... accent's hard. Oh, I'm sorry. Uchi, please. <laughs> yeah. This that is one. why we do countries now. <laughs> so we oh. teach people the. <laughs> but yeah, no. I'm, I'm wishing everyone in Beirut a good time. Did you give it? It's not what? That's not nearly as far east as I thought. Oh, you probably like. Way no, no. I thought you'd go further east. Yeah, no. Wait. So what's the? How does the geographical? I don't understand. GMT is no south. Yeah, then Equator is east-west. Oh, wait, so... Oh, 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 I get it now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so it's like this? Yeah. Okay. So then, like, a really great movie would be Russia, and a really shit movie would be Argentina. Oh. We're not saying Argentina's a shit. <laughs> 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 oh, my God. I was going to say, I like Argentina. They're, they've got a cool country. Uh, <laughs> they've got a cool country. They do. They do. Do you know that they eat llamas there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I heard llamas delicious. 
Oh my goodness. I don't know. I, I suppose that's true. So my sister is a vegetarian and she studied abroad in yeah. Argentina for a little while. Nice. And uh, because she was studying abroad, you know, like once in a lifetime opportunity kind of thing, yeah. she like stopped being a vegetarian for a short period of time so she could like fully experience the culture. So she got to eat llamas. Neat. Nice. Hmm. I was going to say, it's like going to Australia and not eating oh, kangaroo. Yeah. And not eating kangaroo. Anyways, you said Belarus. Defend yourself. I feel like, personally, I really did enjoy the plot of the movie. I thought that was the... That, I thought that was really amazing. The casting, I really enjoyed. I, my favorite things are Fletcher and... Ray? Yes. I don't know why I was about to call him Ramundo. Because <laughs> someone else called him that earlier. Hello, Ramundo. <laughs> but yeah, Fletcher and Ray are amazing. And like, I do enjoy the style, right? But like, for me, it's not like the most... I feel like the style worked well with the plot. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think we can separate the two of them together. That's why I'm giving like a boost. You know? Because mm-hmm. it feels just like more plot than style, then I'll go for the East. Right. But I think like the way it works together gives it a boost in my opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh, cool. To take the home residence of Fuok. <laughs> China. 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 <laughs> but like northern China, guys. Uh, oh my god. I really liked the plot, obviously. The ending is sort of what held it back for me. I didn't. I felt like it didn't set up the... Uh, it set us up to see a guy succeed and fail, and then he failed. So that was a little sort of bitter for me. Um, and but on the flip side, I really love the way the style complemented the movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is where I'm really like. This is one of the few times where I'm really thinking about the movie's style. Right. Right. The polar opposite for me would be like an action movie full of shaky cam. That's mm-hmm. about the amount of consideration I give this. Extraction. Um, also known as the Blair Witch Project. I've not seen it. <laughs> will not watch it. Um, Don't. But yeah, that, that's my general take on things. I, I really like the style that Gary Ritchie put into it. And uh, the plot was really solid, aside from sort of that, what we were promised didn't pan out towards the ending. Uh, but other than that, it, it was solid mm-hmm. in that sense. I just sort of didn't like where it went, right? Uh, so it's entirely personal, and other people may have different opinions on me. But I do think it's robust and not crazy hard to follow once all the pieces fall into place. Yeah. But while you're waiting for those yeah. pieces, you're like struggling to keep it together. Right. It's like, wait, uh, you're connecting all the strings on the pinboard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good movie. Watch yeah. it. Uh, I guess I'll go next. I'm going to go with Afghanistan because this movie was explosive. Oh, really wow. good. <laughs> so, so. Too soon, man. Too soon. Wait. <laughs> I, I, I corrected myself mid-sentence. Um, so <laughs> it was explosively good. Um, God, I'm a horrible person. Um, it the, the writing of it was fantastic. Um, but then, again, I gave it Afghanistan just because, like, it was great, but I could also see where it was kind of going. And then it kind of disappointed me when it didn't go where I thought it was going, but then went a different way that I was like, really? You know, that's where we're going to go with? Which is the ending, right? So that's why I kind of docked it down. Otherwise, I probably would have given it like Mongolia or something. Um, but I just gave it Afghanistan. The style and the cinematography, all of that was just fucking fantastic. It was great. 
um, the beginning of this movie. Like again, I love movies that have powerful beginnings because that's what actually gets people to get off their phones and actually be like, huh, maybe I should pay attention now. If your beginning is good, the movie tend like you tend to keep your viewers happy. Um, you know that's that's just that's just my rule with watching movies. People. Yeah. Um, so I loved that. I loved the 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 British boy in me came out when I was watching this because a lot of things were just like that that that's just that's authentic. That's great, which you would expect from Guy Ritchie, right? So it's like it makes sense. Um, yeah. No, I. It was. It was. I have nothing to complain about except obviously the typecasting of, uh, well, I guess the, <laughs> the people of color and women. Um, although you did have one strong female character, it would have been nice if there were more. Um, but that, like, again, it's just what you get with Hollywood. Sometimes you, you choose your battles, I guess. Um, but I, I would have liked just because weed was the central point of it. I would have liked for one of the at least one of the kingpins to have been black, just because that that's again not to be stereotypical, but that's like weed is such a black thing. Like, yeah. it's, like I, typecasting. Yeah, we like, have typecasting. We should have typecasting, but let's do typecasting. No, 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 but I'm saying like, like if we had like a black kingpin that was wait. also very sly and cunning, that wait. would have been cool. Sam, I'm about to say something that's gonna break everyone's mood down. Okay. It's movies a presentation of where the we- the weed industry is going in the next five years, where the vast majority of the rich will be white people. <laughs> I mean, just look at Canada. Who owns the weed companies? Yeah, I guess so. That that's fair. That's true. Oh, yeah, that's true. Don't yeah. Move on to heroin. I love how the movie I just touched, signed up for the podcast. I, I love how the movie touched on that. It's like the ideal weed. Say, I don't fucking touch heroin. <laughs> like, like, I run a multi billion dollar criminal empire, but I don't fuck with the needles. <laughs> oh my goodness. I say, you just signed up for the podcast. This is what it's, you experience uh, on a weekly yeah. basis. Is there other guests still with us? Or is yeah. it just... What? Don't we have another person? Sorry, I'm forgetting your name. Pam? Yes, Pam. Is she... Yes. I cannot hear anyone, by the way. <laughs> Wait, yeah, I'm that's a problem. Pam? I have not been able to hear anyone for probably the past 10 minutes. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Why didn't you say anything? <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, right. So, hmm. I guess it's Pam who's supposed to give... <laughs> Probably. Are we doing this on air? <laughs> we can cut it. So, who's going next? <laughs> who's 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 giving their? Pam, would you like to do the honors? I uh, I guess I'll go first. Okay. Um. So I I enjoyed this movie. I will give it a turkey. Um. I mean, I would give it a Russia, but that just seems too tropey for this movie. <laughs> too tropey. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I did. I mean, I've seen it twice, but that's because my own issues. I did enjoy it more the second time uh, and understood it more the second time I watched it than when the first time. It is a movie you do have to pay attention to. Um, but And I did like the really strong female character. The only issue I had is the way it ended. And that seems to be a pretty consensus thing with the whole podcast right now. Um, and that's why I'm not giving it a better country than turkey <laughs> but um <laughs> overall a better country I, I than turkey i would watch it again <laughs> is there even one 
Um, and you know, honestly, I don't understand why Guy Ritchie gets shit on so bad for his directing skills because I personally really enjoyed it. Now you know how I feel so. when people shit on Scarlett Johansson, but that's just now you know how I feel. <laughs> so. um, Fine. Fine. <laughs> Yeah, you were, you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I did really, in, like, I enjoyed it. And I mean, I do like what you said, Sam. Like, you would have liked to see a, a black kingpin. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have liked that, too. And like I said, I would have almost liked to see a woman, a queen pin, would have been a cool, like, spin on it. Mm-hmm. I was saying, here, what, they could have done something really cool. Oh, my cool God. If there's, like, a, a queen pin who was, like, female. Latina, Jesus Christ, that would have <laughs> killed me. I would have loved that, well, for sure. That's exactly it. Like, yeah. that's exactly it. They could have done that or could have done a black female. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And it would have just put that movie to that extra level. <laughs> <laughs> extra little what? I, I understand her point, though. That, yeah. that is a, that's a good point. Yeah. Well, no, she's not that good. She's not. <laughs> Hi, Chrissy. Yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, going next. I'm sorry. You'll have to bear with me, please. So, um, like, East and West denotes, like, good writing and casting cinematography. Far East is the style, generally. North-South is the quality of the story. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to say... Wait, the equator is, like, the zero line. Yes. The equator is the zero, yeah. Okay, we'll give it a... Myanmar? 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 Oh boy. <laughs> Myanmar? Myanmar? Google Maps, save me. Burma? Myanmar, Burma, Burma. Or like Laos in that area? Laos? Okay, okay. I know where Laos is at least. Myanmar <laughs> is next to Laos. Yeah. I guess, um, I, I really enjoyed how the movie was done. I did have some qualms with, like I mentioned before, um, some more variety in the kinds of roles that people color have. Um, I'd like to see some stronger female characters. Um, there were some characters that they could have explored their stories a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of doing the um, Fletcher and Ray bit, where they're like doing the stories. I personally actually didn't care that. Um, but that's, that's uh, a popular opinion in this room. <laughs> but um, that's just... That's something that I don't really like to see in movies, but that's my own personal opinion right there. Clearly, other people did enjoy it, but I would have preferred if maybe that time was used to explore the coach character, because I think he had that's, a lot that's going on for That's actually fair. Him. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So, um, yeah, that's why I give it a Laos, because that's the one I can say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. And that's, if that's it's not America, it doesn't count. <laughs> American schools are okay, but when it comes to learning like geography and math and science or just mm-hmm. anything basic, mm-hmm. no. Also, no skills there. I was going to say. Apparently, I heard today that Canadians don't know where um, commas and semicolons go. In their sentences, which okay. I thought was well, hilarious. Does oh Edna actually know that? I got a story about that, watch. Sam. <laughs> so, Oxford as a fellow no? writer to you about semicolons and all that, as a fellow writer, one of my friends, he had a pop quiz in university because apparently no one in his class knew how to use semicolons and commas and yeah, all that. It drives professors and crazy. And he was like, "What's that?" 
it drives professors crazy because they're oh, yeah. just like, did, he did was... you not learn basic grammar <laughs> writing? Oh, exactly. Yeah. And he was like, why? He was so mad because he almost failed it. And then he was like, what's this? What's a preposition? What's this? And I'm like <laughs> sitting there and I like just like rambled off what all those were. And he like looks at me. He's like, shut up. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just giving you what oh you God. want. I'm sorry. I just, find, I, I just find it interesting because I started this new thing where like if I'll make a sentence to just a normal Canadian. And I'd just be like, what's the subject and what's the predicate? And they're just like, I don't know what that is. And I was like, oh my God. You know, you <laughs> if you ask me that question, I'd ignore you. Because yeah. I'm not in a fucking English question. I couldn't tell you the subject and the predicate. Oh, the only thing I know about my writing style is that I abuse the hell out of the M dash. <laughs> 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 and it makes my writing really fragmented. <laughs> it, it reads really well in my head. But other people go, oh, stop it! <laughs> you know what? Michael writes a, like a Guy Ritchie movie. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just, uh, there's me just writing more in like a George R. Martin type yeah. where it's just, I'm just, my grammar just keeps going on and on and on. Call, 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 call. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, should we do plugs and recommendations? Um, right, what recs do we have this week? Yeah, what recommendations do you guys have? Well, I finally finished The Dresden Files. Really good books. If you read, go read them. If you don't, don't. Whatever. Um, it, it was... It, it was uh, probably the best urban fantasy I've ever seen mm-hmm. because it starts as this like wizard who's literally just a private eye, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, it's 15 books later, you're kind of like at this borderline apocalyptic situation. Right. And every single step, step is supernatural. So it was a really fun read. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I just spent the last couple months going through on audible.com if you want to sponsor us please uh, yes, on audible.com I'm poor I'm not sponsored I just oh use their goodness. software because it's really good um, that's all yeah alright um, so I have two recommendations one is a book recommendation one is a movie and Michael if I was there you will probably slap me for oh saying boy. this movie recommendation <laughs> um, a movie I'm sorry are you trying you to say good- that Michael abuses women <laughs> Probably slap me. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying because I know he hates this actor and hates this actor. The one movies. white man in the room <laughs> slaps women. <laughs> What's this movie? Let's hear it. I was gonna say if you need a mind-numbing movie, that's just entertainment and like you want nothing to do but watch a stupid entertaining movie watch eurovision oh my god oh, never oh my it. god no no that's a movie that i watched it this weekend oh my god like i said like i said anyways i needed something just like a brain number just funny entertaining movie that like could turn my brain off and i actually really enjoyed it and the music was really catchy um if you want to want something to turn your brain off go watch your eurovision (laughs) on a more intellectual part um i recently got audible and i've been listening to a couple audiobooks i do recommend the 29th day by alex messinger um it's based on actual true lives of a uh, teenager being attacked by a grizzly bear in the canadian north while uh on a 42-day canoe trip that's fucking terrifying so. yeah it is definitely um, also some white people shit but yeah there you <laughs> go. So, anyways so those are my two recommendations a little bit of brain melt and something a little more frightening entertain- and like more <laughs> mentally stimulating 
I still can't uh, understand how people are just like, I'm just gonna go by myself into the woods on this canoe. Oh no, he just... was with a group. No, he was with a group of people. Oh okay, okay, okay. that makes sense. Yeah, no, yeah. no, it was like it was like five of them that went. Because I'm just like, yeah, what kind I of have... demon possesses you to just the make decisions like that? Grizzly bears is it doesn't matter if there's five of them. <laughs> yeah. Listen, lions get this reputation, but they ain't got shit on a grizzly. You, you know what, Uchi? As the other African here, I feel like this is where maybe setting kind of dictates because you don't even see you don't see Africans or even like let's say Australians for instance being like oh I'm just gonna go out in the bush and just camp because first uh, of all almost uh, all the animals around are about to fucking rip you to shreds okay you're not fuck it let me explain to you why we've been over this why I don't like camping because mm-hmm. I've fucking done camping I've done African <laughs> that's your camping. life yeah. you know I went to my parents village where they grew up I had to shit into a hole <laughs> okay <laughs> I had to bathe with fucking water in yeah. the bucket yeah. shower shit. <laughs> I just want to interject here about Aussies. Oh, Lots okay. of Aussies actually go camp in the bush. Yeah, because Aussies but... are also white. Yeah, okay, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, <laughs> I just want to, okay, factor. as something, I don't know if um, I told you guys the story, but um, about two weeks ago or three weeks ago, I actually almost got attacked by a black bear at my cabin. Oof. I just think so, about that yeah, too. I'm like, you, you go camping in Africa, it's... that's how you get malaria. Like, <laughs> Dude, I don't even have to go camping. Lifestyles are so. No, I know, so but like, white people. I go to sleep, wake up sick, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> no, but I just, I'm just saying in general, right? Like, you don't go camping and, like, no one goes to Africa <laughs> wait, to camp. Wait, wait. wait. <laughs> I feel like it's a bigger thing in America, like in American culture, because it's like, yeah. I feel like we're so much more disconnected. As opposed to like people who are in Africa, from like our wildlife oh, and our nature, fair. and I feel yeah, like it's just trying to establish that right. Is I think that's where it comes that's from. That's fair. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're just like, holy, is that a is that a crocodile? Okay, let's nope. go. Let's go this other way. Yeah, my favorite thing. <laughs> and then there's me, who's like, I'm gonna get into a tank with a 15 foot saltwater crocodile in okay. Australia. See, see that again? Some white <laughs> some white people shit. But also. I have a thing where I I like to make peace with death. Oh my god. (laughs) Nope. That's also some white people shit. No, I didn't. I like being in touch. How old are you? You're already (laughs) making peace with death? Like, are are you okay? Because I'm sorry, I love life too much. I'm not, not going to do that. You know what? I, I just, I think it's from, just like, I like having a reminder of my mortality. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm reminded by my mortality when I, you know, when I'm Wake driving up. and some asshole merges into my lane and just, oh. and doesn't signal. That's when I remember I have mortality. So. I say, oh here, here's, can I just do something, Sam? Can I do a shameless plug? Oh, sure. Go for it. And shame, insert shameless plug here. If you want to see the photos of me getting into a tank with a 15 foot crocodile, you can catch me on my Instagram at Winter Beauty. But it's Winter Beauty Christ. with an I instead of a Y. What the fuck? What a great shameless plug. Well, that's how you do a transition, people. It's, it's yeah. a good transition, yeah. <laughs> I am good, job, good job, Pam. Good job. 
Um, I will recommend uh, a Netflix show that actually is number one being viewed right now. Is it Umbrella Academy? Yes, it is Umbrella Academy. I have watched the entire season, and let me tell you, I am enjo- like I enjoyed it. So go check it out. Isn't it produced by the lead singer from My Chemical Romance? I don't know. Maybe. I'm not sure. But it's like, I saw the first season a couple years ago. I know a lot of people, there's there a lot of flack with it, people being disappointed or stuff like that. I always enjoyed it. So, because it just has a certain different style to to itself. Um, so I know like a lot of people have a love-hate relationship with it. I've accepted what it tries to be. If you try to go into Umbrella Academy with logic, like you're, you're going to fall into a rabbit hole. Because... It's a superhero. It's superhero stuff. Like nothing makes sense. So, so yeah. I'll tell you that story after we get off the podcast. Okay. I've realized with my job, some people don't have logic. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just some things just don't. Make, it's like how people ask, "How does how does Superman survive this by just going to the sun?" I'm like, it's it's, it's superhero logic. I don't yeah. Do a superhero landing. Do a superhero landing. The dude spun around <laughs> the earth. The dude did a reverse spin around Earth, and Earth, like, time went backwards. Like, if he can do that, like, it's okay if he survives a nuke at that point, you know? So, so. It's super logic. Yeah. Oh, well, well, let's wrap this up. I'm at 3% on my phone. Okay. Um, So, I will recommend that. Uh, You can find our... Actually, no. Christina, do you want to add something? Because you're our guest. Oh, um, I actually do have one recommendation. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is on Netflix. It's called. It's an anime. It's called Food Wars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness! I've seen that. Um, It's not for the faint of heart because it is kind of an etchy anime. But if you're into food and how to prepare food or some innovative ways to go about preparing food, into melons and peaches. Honestly, it's great. Yeah, Yeah. I love watching it. Uh, Only the first season is on Netflix. And I do not recommend pirating at all. Never pirate no, ever in your life. But it can no. be found elsewhere on the internet. The remainder of it. Oh, you can find it on Crunchyroll. I feel like pirating anime is like the worst decision you could make because so many things could pop up that you don't want to pop up. But all the porn. <laughs> yeah, just not safe for work stuff. Usually. Anime is not safe for work, even though you're not pirating. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you're pirating it that's like double right. trouble wait, so. wait, so I was watching this one anime in the living room right mm-hmm. I started the show first 10 minutes I was like nope this is for the bedroom <laughs> <laughs> I was like not today not today I had to say Uchi was that high school in. DXD <laughs> not even high school DXD it I remember literally I remember literally showing Kaya like um, a cosplayer on Instagram at the mall and she was just like this is not safe for the mall and I'm like what <laughs> like, people walked over like oh what what's that so which is fair that makes sense anime is a different beast on its own so um, but yeah That's no um, you can find this podcast however on Instagram at Northern Critic UMFM. Um, again, that's at Northern Critic UMFM. Uh, shout out to you, the U of M. U of M. <laughs> shout out to the U of M for, uh, I guess, hosting us because they're our primary hosts at the moment. Um, and they've been doing a pretty good job so far. Also, big ups to their campaign with the Black Lives Movement and you know all of that other stuff juicy stuff that they've been up to recently uh they have other podcasts so i'm not going to advertise the other ones because 
but they're also we're the only important ones. <laughs> yeah, they're also run awesome. by people of color. Some of them are on sports, some are on business, some are on social issues. So uh, we're ju- we're we're more about movies, right? More yeah, for we're more highbrow, you know. We're more elite, <laughs> we're more elite highbrow. Yeah, highbrow. Exactly. A swish. <laughs> Yeah. We're more, yeah, you know, well. the gentlemen and gentlewomen. So it's yeah, you know, kind of, and we all have grow houses, right? So it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of hey, actually, you know, okay. So quick sidebar here. There's actually a pot field like not 20 kilometers from my house. I found it when I was like went for a drive the other day. So that is rural Manitoba, folks. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> is there a possibility that it's just hemp? <laughs> I, I think it's probably just like hemp, but I was like, I'm not getting province. out and going to find out. <laughs> this government can't tell me what to do with my land, okay? I grow whatever I want to grow because it's the land my poppy fought for. So It may also be the research station pot plots because there is a scientist Ooh, yeah. at the research station who oh, is doing goodness. research into medical marijuana. That's fair. That could be what it is. It's like, yeah, I'm just doing some research real quick. Also, I should mention, uh, last time we went to Winkler, on the way back, on the highway, we saw a dude, I I just remembered literally this moment, uh, me and my other two actors, DJ and Boma, we saw a dude just in underwear on like an ATV, and like he was shirtless as well. So he, he had no shirt on, white like underwear. And okay, like boots. off air, you are going to have to tell That's, me the story because I need to know the whole thing now. No, but that, no, literally we just drove past it. We're like, <laughs> That's when I knew, yeah, we're in like okay, the wrong part know, of the world. Where, right you're in a where was this? Was this on like 75? Or this was like around where like the granaries were. So it was That's a lot of granaries. That's Manitoba. Yeah, so I don't know. It's, <laughs> That's literally Manitoba. I, I I don't know how to. It was just off, like further down the highway the after there. the left turn. I was saying, that right was probably turn, by Kane, so there's like ten people that live in that town. Yeah, there was like a church Anyways, somewhere close by as well. And stuff, That'd be amazing. So. It's like someone describing yeah. like, "Oh, where's your cabin? By the lake." Bitch, there's lots of lakes. In <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that we saw that and we we're like, "Yeah, we're, we're we should get back to the city faster." Right. So <laughs> that weird underwear bombshell. <laughs> let's wrap up. Oh, oh, and he had sunshades, which I don't just made it worse. I don't for some let's, let's, let's go. <laughs> yeah, where we're going along. Yeah, oh, my let's goodness. Go we're done. Stop rambling. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you're going to post on Instagram, Twitter, follow yeah. website. Yeah. Well, that's on Twitter, Northern Underscore Critic. Why do I keep saying this? Northern, Northern Underscore Critic. Critic. Yeah, I said it three times on everything else. Like people yeah. below. Um, and we also have a website called northerncritic.com. Where you'll find a full catalog of all of the movies that we've reviewed. Where this is our thirty-first episode, which is actually kind of awesome. Um, and we also have a bunch of merch up there too. We have cool hoodies and mugs and crop tops and all of that other sweet stuff. So, you know, go up there. Hashtag support your black businesses if you can. Um, hopefully, you have some spare COVID money. But uh, that's a good joke. Spend spend your serb on us. That's what I'm saying. I'm kidding. <laughs> Spend it on your hungry children, um, but <laughs> but or, don't. or I mean, uh, in you, the words of the great Michael Jordan, <laughs> fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I feel like that's a good line to Please sign off on. Feed your kids. That is very important. Fuck them kids. I'm going home. Night. Oh my god. I'm walking out of the studio, Sam. 
to you. At that point, we will be ending this podcast. Goodbye. Bye. Oh my goodness. All right. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.